Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the better part of a decade, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member and now longtime annual pass holders, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. From Disney bounding to pin trading, exclusive items and all the food, we've fully immersed ourselves in the culture that Walt built. We've done it all and have made some great friends and memories over the years. We'll be sitting down with friends and other Disney junkies to share our stories and advice. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland history and trivia and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disneyland journey with you. This, this is, is Magic, magic on, on Main Street. Street. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Okay, here we go. Ready to take flight? Yes. Magic don't stop at midnight. You know what time it is. Time for... It's time for the show, everybody. It's episode 26. Welcome back to the show. It's the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. Yo soy Tabitha. And with us as always, we've got our little kiddo. Her name is Kenzie and she's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us uh, remotely via his own home. Not here right now. I miss him. It's sad. Sometimes I want to punch him in his dumb head. (gasps) It's Daniel Proc. (laughs) Daniel Proc 95 on Instagram. What's up, homie? Uh, And can't forget about our little mascot, Scar the Kitten. He's been MIA all day. He doesn't come around us anymore unless we have food in our hands. Oh, yeah. Like 12 o'clock. He's like, all right. It's treat time. He's a, I'm a fatty bucky right now. He just eats and eats and eats. He's hitting that point of his quarantine where he's I like, I, best, I should just eat. It's crazy. Anyway, we have a huge show today. Huge. Uh, some good. Some not so good. Uh, but we do have our regular This Week in Disneyland history. We're going to be talking about some news, big news. Um, and then also we've got a lot of merch to talk about coming up with the, uh, 65 year anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, some food that we're missing. We'll do some events and entertainment talking about something on Disney plus that we can't stop watching. <laughs> and then our main topic, we're going to be doing reopening Disney parks part two. Uh, you know, what's coming. So stick around. We'll have some more information for you coming up very shortly. But first, Kaylin, bring in the show. Magic on Main Street podcast. Perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street podcast. Talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street podcast. For when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street podcast. Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. All right, welcome back, and we're going to start the show off with our typical shout-outs. We have so many birthdays. What up, what up, what up? Uh, not ours this week, but next week, we're both celebrating, well, in the next couple weeks, we're both celebrating birthdays. Yeah. Yeah, so that's coming up. I'm um, old. You can look at my Amazon wish list for anything, <laughs> if you're looking for something to give me. Um, but some celebrity birthdays. Harrison Ford, happy birthday, Han Solo. <gasps> happy birthday, And Indiana Hansel. Jones, huge part of the Disney family. Uh, Tom Hanks, you know him as Woody from Toy Story. Happy birthday. Yay. Fred Savage from uh, The Wonder Years. It is his birthday this week. Also, our dear friend, I know we celebrated uh, our executive producer, Patrick, a couple weeks ago. 
Well, this week it's the other one. It's Karen. <gasps> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We did a drive by on her birthday, brought her some cookies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still need to post up the Jack Jack cookie num nums recipe that That's I've right. been doing. Maybe you should do a video for it. <sighs> you Crazy. guys want to see a video? We've been so busy, guys. Are you busy? Are you guys busy? We've had a lot of really exciting stuff happen personally lately. Yeah. You got two promotions I in a day. Two. <laughs> I got two promotions. It's kind of wild. Yeah. We're, bu- we're busy, guys. And, you know, I'm tired. I need the, a vacation so bad. We've got the COVID doldrums going on. So we're we're uh, we're, we're trying to fight through. But uh, back to the birthdays. I don't know where we went with that. Uh, <laughs> Tangent. Our friend on Instagram. I've known her for a long time, actually. Uh, Miss Taylor Renee. Happy birthday. Happy Our birthday. Our new friend, J. Peter Parker. Happy birthday. A dear friend's son, Gael Garcia. <gasps> happy birthday. Um, we have a very... Big family that's a part of this show. You know our musician, Kaylin, Kaylin Rabbit Music on Instagram. It's not her birthday. It's not her birthday, but it's her dad's birthday. We call him Dude Brad Bro. <gasps> or, or Bradley Upper Bradley Crust. Bradley Upper Crust the, the third, third. Or every Brad in every, every movie. Every Brad in every movie. It's Brad. Thanks, Brad. Happy birthday, buddy. We also did a, a drive-by for them, for we him did. for his birthday. And also brought him cookie num And then Brad's <laughs> daughter, Kaylin's sister. Haley Bird. Haley Bird. Her Happy birthday's birthday, coming young too. lady. Yeah, it's coming up this week. And then last but definitely not least, our dear friend Stephanie. <gasps> Lovely Happy Stephanie. Uh, you She's may know wonderful. her on Instagram as Miss Betty Bookworm. She's a celebrity in the world of pinup fashion. She's huge with Dapper Day. You, you've seen her picture, I'm sure. Dapper yes. Day's posted a few of her because she's gorgeous. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear. We love you. We love you. And we love you all. We love you, Brad and Haley and Karen and Taylor and Jameson and Peter Parker and Gael. We love you all. (laughs) Happy birthday, birthday, everybody. Just for you, here's a special little treat. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. Jameson, Karen, Taylor, Peter, Gael, Haley, Stephanie, and Brad. (laughs) We did it to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. That's always so fun. I'm so glad that we have a direct line to all of the Dapper Dans for them to be able to sing a song to our friends every week. I know. We're celebrities. Thanks, Dapper Dans. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Once you uh, shout one couple. um, Hey. I just forgot my words. I uh, want to give a big special shout out to our newest Patreon subscriber, TK86267. He's a friend of ours from the 501st. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the support. And to all of you other Patreon subscribers who've been following us for quite a while, thank you so much. Because again, this podcast is not free. It costs a little bit of money. A little bit. So we really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to be the first to admit we have been slacking on our gifts. Uh, we had a problem with our pins that we had been designed. So we're going to be getting those for our Club $33 members. Um, and then we have some stickers that are going to be going out soon. <laughs> I do want to give a very special shout out to my wife. Because not too long ago, on July 13th, <laughs> it was a Friday the 13th, surrounded by 
friends, family, a bunch of stormtroopers, storm and Darth Vader. <laughs> we got married. We did. It was the best wedding I've ever been to. <laughs> it was a blast. Um, we had fun, and I got to marry my best friend. So, happy anniversary, baby. Happy anniversary. I love you. I love you. <laughs> that was cute. Okay. Cute. Anyway, coming back <laughs> in just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> coming back in just a few minutes, uh, we're going to be talking about this week in Disneyland history. Stick with us. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. We don't have a song for that. Why do? Why don't we have a song for that? We need to come up with something. Um, this week in Disneyland history. <laughs> We just can't go record anything. No, we can't. COVID. Um, so we'll just have to do with this one. It's time for this week in Disneyland history. We talk about things that happened in the past. Like 1928 when Walt Disney's trademark application for Mickey Mouse was filed with the United States Patent Office. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can we can call our friends the Dapper Dans and they can do a song for us. That would be so cool. Anyone? <laughs> Literally, seriously though, does anybody know the Dans? Kaylin will write the song and oh, they can perform it. Goodness. Oh, oh so can funny. you imagine? That'd be that'd so be insane. Cool. Anyway, all right. This week in Disneyland history, we have a lot of them this week. This is a huge week because what happened this week? <gasps> um. Disneyland was preparing to open. Were they They really? They were back, way back. (laughs) But before that, 30 years before that, actually, in 1925, this week, Walt Disney marries his love, Lillian Marie Bounds. Aww. Isn't it on our anniversary? Didn't they get married the same day as us? Oh, they did. That's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) There was another reason for Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, how did we forget that? Yeah, we share the same wedding anniversary as the as the Disney's. Love it. Um, Look at us. And then 30 years later, they celebrated their uh, 30th anniversary during the opening of Disneyland. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's for- go forward to 1948. Actor James Basket, and this has been kind of a hot topic lately. Um, he actually played Uncle Remus in the 1946 feature of oh. The Song of the South. Yeah. Um, lots of talk about this movie lately, but he actually passed away in 1948, uh, this month, this week. Um, and he was only 44 years old, which is crazy. Um, that's really young. Yeah. But, uh, it was kind of, kind of cooler and weird how it happened. So in recognition of his portrayal of the famous storyteller, uncle Remus, um, he was given an honorary Academy award in March of 1948 which was just uh, a few months before he passed. Okay. Yeah. He had, um, so he was, he became the first black male performer to ever receive an Oscar, which I don't know if a lot of people knew. I didn't know that. I think that's a pretty neat story. Um, You know, very controversial movie these days. Well, always has been. Yeah. But, you know, you have to give credit to, uh, for this man, James Basket. So, I was going to say Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. (laughs) I hate my life. (laughs) Okay, so let's go to 1955. (laughs) We all know what happened in 
what, Sean? I don't know. Some stuff. Oh, okay. Anyway, so with less than a week before Disneyland's grand debut, so this is actually just uh, six days away, uh, the floral flowers in the floral Mickey, which is going to be, if you've been to Disneyland, you know where this is at, right? <laughs> you at the may entrance. have seen it once you or twice. You might have seen it. Um, so it's not planted yet. And there's only a few days before the park opens. So the horticulturist, his name was Jack Evans. He got a memo on this, you know, this week uh, from Joe Fowler. And so Joe Fowler is the man that was in charge of leading the construction project of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And it read, when are you going to plant Mickey Mouse in the entrance? Looks to me like the time is getting pretty late. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Uh, But they did it. It was there on opening day. So good work, uh, Joe Fowler and jack evans for floral mickey um and then also this week 18 year old bob penfield begins working at disneyland four days before the park's grand opening so this was on the 13th our anniversary um so he attends an orientation for cast members on july 13th bob will earn one dollar and 65 cents per hour that is so crazy (laughs) crazy right Cool story about Bob, though. He went on to work for Disneyland for the next 42 years, making him the longest working cast member in history. Do we know what he did? Started day one. Yes, we do. So he got hired just like a few days before the opening, which was the 13th. Um, And he was named three days later the foreman of the Snow White ride. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. In three days? Yeah. And then... When he turned 21 a few years later, he was promoted to management. Uh, He transferred over into the facilities division where he was able to explore the entire park, which was awesome for him because, you know, he was part of the original class. Mm -hmm. Um, He helped open Walt Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, Yeah, he was he was a big deal. So it turns out he was the last original Disneylander. Mm -hmm. So the longest running cast member and the last person to work at Disney from the original 1955 cast. Okay. Um, He actually has a book. Um, It's called uh, Original Disneylander uh, Stories and Secrets from the Last to Retire of the First to be Hired. I'd like to buy that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, And then also uh, he has a window. On Main Street. Oh, he does? Which is, is, if you've listened to the show before, we talk about windows. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually above the uh, refreshment corner, Coke, Coke Corner. Okay. Um, so he retired in August of 1997. And he actually has, a, his window is Club 55 School Golf. Uh, and it says Bob Penfield Instructor, which is kind of cool. Because he actually helped organize the 1990 Club 55 golf tournament, which was for original cast members. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So could so even if they weren't working there, if they had been a cast member in 55, were they invited to these sort of things? Or is it like only like certain people? So Club 55 is an exclusive club made up of Disneyland Resort cast members who worked there before or since Disneyland's opening a year of 1955. Okay. So anybody and anybody that worked there on or before was a part of the club 55. Neat. Yeah. So he did this really cool golf tournament for him and they gave him a golf instructor window on main street. That's cute. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I like that. Congrats, Bob. Great job, Bob. Very cool. Um, all right, let's move along. We're still in 1955. 
Holy criminy. So final construction and preparation takes place in Anaheim on Walt's new theme park. And uh, this is just three days before the grand debut now. So during a test ride, Disneyland's Casey Jr. Circus Train almost tipped backwards while it was traveling uphill. Uh Oh, I think I can. It did really. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Um, So they actually had to add lead weights to the front of the car allowing it to temporarily run on the park's grand opening day. But then oh the next day, gosh. July 18th, they were done. They they, they had to re, uh, reconfigure the track. Yikes. Crazy. Uh, last thing in 1955. So this is just one day before the park opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golden Horseshoe opens. <gasps> yes. Yeah. So they opened for a private party for corporate sponsors. Oh, and this show was the Golden Horseshoe Review, which had uh, Wally Bogues. It's his first performance as uh, Pecos Bill and the Traveling Salesman. Oh. Yeah. So uh, this show actually unofficially debuted on July 13th, our anniversary, because hey. of the, preview. the Disney's private anniversary party. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. So cool I love deal. that they had their anniversary party at the parks before it opened. Very cool. So on July 11th, 1956... Walt Disney purchased the remains of a petrified tree that once stood 200 feet tall from the Pike Forest fossil beds, which is a privately owned petrified forest area in Colorado. Uh, It's now part of Florissant Fossil Beds National Monument. So this thing is a petrified tree stump. It was installed at Disneyland on the Rivers of America. You've seen this thing if you've Mm -hmm. been to Disneyland. It's been there It's quite large. It's huge. Uh, (laughs) So it was a five-ton, 10-foot-high stump. So big. yeah. And and so he ar- he arranged for the tree to be sent to California. And then about a year later uh, in this was in September 1957, I believe is when they did this. Um, Lily and Disney presented the tree to Disneyland Park and oh. saying that the tree was, quote, too large for the mantle at home. <laughs> if you brought home a piece of petrified tree mm-hmm. and you were like, happy anniversary. I'd be like, have you lost your mind? Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the actual story. And if I remember right, I believe I went when we were going through um, traditions mm-hmm. Di- when I was working at Disneyland. I'm pretty sure that's where I got the story about him giving it to her for anniversary. Okay. On the plaque, it says "Petrified Tree from the Pike Petrified Forest, Colorado." This section weighs five tons and measures seven and a half feet in diameter. The original tree, estimated to have been 200 feet tall was part of a subtropical forest 55 to 70 million years ago in what is now Colorado. Hmm. Scientists believe it to be of the redwood of sequoia species. During some prehistoric era, a cataclysmic upheaval caused silica-laden water to overspread the living forest. Wood cells were changed during the course of time to sandstone. Opals were formed within the tree trunk itself. Presented to Disneyland by... Mrs. Walt Disney, September 1957. Can you imagine if wives still like went by that? If I went oh, by Mrs. Sean McCready? If you Sean went McCready? by Mrs. Sean McCready, I'd want to stab myself. <laughs> God. I don't know why. That just sounds so old. <laughs> it does. I'm going to start calling just, myself no, that. please don't. I'm Mrs. Sean McCready. All right. But let's let's move forward. Let's move forward to 1967. One of my favorite movies as a kid, and I completely forgot about it until just a few years ago, um, but then it brought it was brought up and I was like, oh my gosh, I love that movie. So in 1967, the Gnome Mobile uh, was 
It was directed by Robert Robert Stevenson. Is released in theaters. I've never even heard of it. No mobile. The no mobile. No. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to watch yeah. it. <laughs> it's got. Uh, uh, it actually has veteran actor and comedian Ed Wynn, who plays Ooh. Rufus the Gnome King, and this is actually his final film role. He died the year before. Oh. Before it was released. Um, and if you don't know who Ed Wynn is, why it's the Mad Hatter, you see? <laughs> don't let's be silly. Um, yeah, the the Mad Hatter from the animated uh, Walt Disney classic, Alice in Wonderland. So, yeah. In 1971, Disneyland hosts the first of a two-day event called Alice in Wonderland Days. Guests are invited to see two special parades beginning at Town Square and ending in Fantasyland. So Alice, the White Rabbit, the Mad Hatter, and the Walrus posed for photos with guests at Alpine Gardens. And back then, those characters were frightening. Oh, they're terrifying. <laughs> they were. Oh, my gosh. They're so scary. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, fast forward to 1978. The American Egg House opens on Main Street in Disneyland. This is actually right around where the Mad Hatter is uh, in Town Square. Um. So Howard Helmer was a demonstrating cook with the American Egg Board, which is a thing. That's a thing? Yeah. So he actually broke the record, the world record, for omelet preparation when they opened. So he just made a bunch of omelets? Yeah. So he passed the old record of 188 omelets by producing 217 two-egg omelets in 30 minutes. That's a lot of eggs. That's a lot of eggs. <laughs> um, so well, he, yeah, because 217, that's two egg omelets. So that's 434. Yeah. That's, How did I do that math? So oh my goodness. Was <laughs> that 12 dozen eggs? No, 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 not 12. Tw- uh, 100, 100 dozen eggs? What is that? Yeah. Five dozen eggs? <laughs> we don't do math in this family. I apparently do. I did it really you fast. You did do math really fast. Uh, let's see, actually. 434 divided by 12. And what is it? 434. Divided by 12. That's 36 dozen eggs. That's a lot. A little over 36 dozen eggs. But (laughs) doing that, he earned himself a spot in the Guinness uh, World Record book. Let's try to beat it. I don't want to. I wonder if that's the current (laughs) record for two egg omelets. We'll have to look it up. It's crazy. Let's look it up. What is it? Howard Helmer. Howard Helmer. Currently holds the two egg omelet record. Still? At 427 two egg omelets in half an hour. Oh, oh, same guy. Well, higher record. Higher. Wait, how many? 427. In half an hour? In half an hour. He's more than he doubled, doubled it. his record in 78. He got way older and way, way faster. faster. <laughs> Holy smokes. When did he set that record? This was in. What a weird topic. He can, he can make a two egg omelet in 40 seconds. How does it cook? Because here's the thing. I love going to Paradise Pier Hotel, going to PCH Grill mm. and getting oh, that, a... Isn't it called something different now? What, PCH Grill? Yeah. Is it really? Wait, what? Oh, no, it's not. Okay. For some reason I thought it... Getting a fresh made omelet right in front of you. But it seems like those things take like four hours. I feel like those take a half hour. And this guy did four... 400 of them. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Anyway, where is this show gone? Crazy. What a weirdo. That's freakishly fast. That's so fast. Okay. Maybe we should do a challenge. He also holds the record for world's fastest omelet flipper. 
Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to be. Yeah. He got that one in 1990. And he so was also weird. invited to do a demonstration at the White House in 2011 called <laughs> Play With Your Food, oh. showing how fast he can flip omelets. All right. Back to the show. 1981, Disney's animated The Fox and the Hound premieres in the U.S. I love Good that fun. movie. I remember the first time I watched it with Kenzie. It was probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. And like it started getting into it and I knew oh, I was yeah. going to cry. So I got up and started doing dishes and she was like, why aren't you watching the movie anymore? And I was like, I'm just, I forgot I needed to do this and I'm crying over the dishwasher. And it was back when she used to like stare at you really hard yeah. when you cry. So she got up from the couch, came into the kitchen and just stared at me. Went, why are you crying? Uh, I was like, leave me alone. Kenzie's always been fascinated with people crying because <laughs> she doesn't cry herself. Looking directly into my soul. Like she'll cry if she gets in trouble or something. Yeah. She doesn't cry at movies. Well, recently she did. We'll talk yeah. about that later, actually. Um, but she she just doesn't cry, to, cry at movies. I know a lot of kids don't. But yeah, she would just stare at you like, what's what's uh, what's, what's going, going on? on? <laughs> so crazy. I'm a hound dog. Anyway, in 1982, the following year, Walt Disney's Tron, one of the first films from a major studio to use computer graphics extensively, premiered. 1987, Disney's The Brave Little Toaster is released in theaters. I love that movie, too. I don't remember it. I love Blanky. I mean, I remember watching it when I was a kid, but I don't don't remember it. In 1991, Disney announces it will enter into a distribution deal with a Bay Area small digital studio. Um, what was it called? Pikes, Pikes, Pikesar, Pikes, Pixar, Pixar, <laughs> Pikesar. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a not a huge deal at all. Uh, in 1993, Disney's live action feature Hocus Pocus, starring <gasps> Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, and Omri Katz, is released in theaters. It's so good. Um, I remember uh, when this movie came out. I had the hots for Sarah Jessica Parker. I think I think everybody did. Not like, not like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not like I was very unique, but yeah, I remember that she was she was pretty hot. And then she sang that song. <laughs> and I was like, I will follow you anywhere you want to go. <laughs> In 1995, Disney's Pocahontas soundtrack reaches number one on the Billboard charts, knocking off Michael Jackson's album History. I didn't huh. know that. And that's Great pretty job, big. Polka. Yeah, good job. Just around the river bend. And finally, in 2005, Disney's California Adventure opens its newest attraction. Turtle Talk with Crush, <gasps> dude. The best attraction. You so totally rock. Dude. I love that attraction. I love it. Remember that's when I was going to audition for it? Mm-hmm. Remember when I got a interview for that position oh that's right you did which is weird <laughs> and then i was like this is dumb what would i you live have in done? temecula yeah, but what would you have done it was for controls it wasn't for voice oh i thought it was the same per- oh we don't talk about that i mean i thought it was the same person i don't know the disney magic man that would have been so awesome though yeah but we were also living in well still are in temecula and i was like do i really want to drive to anaheim for 11 dollars yeah. an hour <laughs> but you could have been Tubular Tabitha. <laughs> you so totally rock. Dude. All right. That wraps up our This Week in Disneyland history for the week. Up next, the news. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. Okay. So, news. Um, Walt Disney World has reopened. We're going to talk about that later, though. 
Uh, also, uh, Downtown Disney has started their phased reopening, which we will also talk about later uh, because our big topic for this week is reopening Disney Parks Part 2. So that's going to be our big topic. Since most of the news this week is revolving around the reopenings of Disney Parks in the U.S., and that's going to be our topic later, uh, we uh, only had one big news topic because we didn't get to talk about this in the week we were off. But Splash Mountain, if you have not heard, which if you have not, I don't know where you've been. Where are you uh, It was a big deal. Um, so both Disneyland and Walt Disney World are going to be completely reimagining Splash Mountain by reimagining the story inspired by an all-time favorite, The Princess and the Frog. Kenzie is amped. Yeah. Um, very controversial topic these days, um, which... I don't care. um, I'm stoked that they're doing it. I get, I get it. There are a lot of people that are like, why didn't they just give her something of her own? You know, man, I get it, man. Splash Mountain had to go. But guys, Disneyland will never be complete. No. And this, there's actually a term for it, which I don't know if anybody knows this, but Walt Disney used to refer to this as plussing attractions. Hmm. Uh, So retheming these attractions, Um, so it all begins with Imagineers asking the question, how can we build upon or elevate the experience and tell a fresh relevant story? Um, it's a, just a continuous process that Imagineers are always working on and they're all deeply passionate about it because like Walt said, Disneyland will never be complete. Um, so there is this long history of updating attractions and adding new magic. So the retheming of Splash Mountain is of particular importance these days, obviously. Um, so the new concept is very inclusive, one that all of the guests in the park can connect with and be inspired by. And it speaks to the diversity of the millions of people who visit their parks each year. That was a statement. I'm made. so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about it. Um, Kenzie and I, I, I've seen this running around uh, on Twitter and stuff too, but you know, obviously Kenzie's, Kenzie's not on Twitter. Uh, she was like, wouldn't it be cool if they made hungry bear Tiana's place? And I was like, yes, it would. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's a thing. That would be so cool. Well, yeah. And everybody's all angry. They're like, but what about critter country? It can change. Critter it's country, allowed. Listen, I worked in critter country. <laughs> I'm a critter country alumni. It's fine. Change it. <laughs> make it, make it part of new Orleans. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it fits so well because there's no clear line between New Orleans no. Square and Critter Country because no. you get you go from um, you go mansion. from the Haunted Mansion. I mean, you could easily retheme that that area back mm-hmm. there. The only thing that would be out of place would be the canoes. Yeah. But I mean, the canoes are technically part of Frontierland, too. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Listen, everyone, don't get so upset. It's fine. Just throw on the Princess and the Frog soundtrack. Yeah. Get real into it and realize this is going to be something so great. Now you I'm going to s- think going down the yeah, bayou. It's going so down this the is bayou. so okay. So uh, there's a woman named uh, Charita Carter, and she's actually the senior creative producer leading the project with Imagineering. And she said, "Like Princess Tiana, I believe that courage and love are the key ingredients for wonderful adventures. I'm delighted to be a part of bringing this fun-filled experience to our guests." Um, so. It's supposed to be a Mardi Gras party. 
That's the whole concept of the ride. And uh, that's what they've released so far. They did a little bit of concept art so far. Which is beautiful. Um, so as part of the creative development process, they do have conceptual design work um, underway. And Imagineers will soon be able to conduct preliminary reviews and develop a timeline for when the transformation is going to start. Um, so, yeah, I'm really stoked. I can't um, wait. And I have to apologize to Miss Carter because we did an episode on black culture at Disneyland and she was not a part of it. <gasps> and I hate myself for it because <laughs> she's so integral in the Imagineering world. So thank you for what you do. We are so pleased to have yes. you on this project and thank you so much. Now, speaking of, I'm going to say this and you know, this is at the risk of maybe losing a few people <laughs> here or there. Um, we did an episode on black culture at Disneyland and uh, we had a couple people who had a little bit to say about that. And I'm going to say this, whether you're a fan, I know one of you is a cast member. Um, I was told we were told leave black culture out of Disneyland. There's no place for it to you. I say, uh, you know where the door is. You don't have to listen to our show. We believe in inclusivity. We believe yes. in culture. Yes. And uh, if you don't like it, that's just too bad for you. Because you know what? You're small-minded. And we have no room for you in this family. So, Agreed. Sorry you feel that way. Actually, I'm not sorry you feel that way. <laughs> that's my controversy on this topic for today. Thank you for being part of my TED Talk. Mic drop. All right. So that's the news. We'll be right back with some merch. So there's actually a lot of stuff going on in the merch world. All the merch. And I'm going to say this really quickly. <laughs> I'm feisty today. Um, we're going to talk more about the uh, the Disneyland reopenings. But uh, since we were talking about Splash Mountain and now we're talking about merch, these two are kind of married in this next statement. Um, they opened up World of Disney. Uh, and... Uh, Let's just say people lost their minds. Gross. They, people were walking out of that place with bags full, bags full of Splash Mountain merchandise for them to do what? Resell. Sell it on eBay. Yes, scummies. Um, so uh, I actually saw a three pack of stuffed animals for Splash Mountain for guess how much? 50 bucks. $599. 500 Yeah. Hey, <sighs> hey, hey, guys, screw you. You suck. You Ew. suck. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. Anyway, I'm going to say this. Hey, everybody, you can get these things for so cheap in real life. Do not spend money on eBay resellers. Also, it's really not worth it right you now. You guys, oh, you're so gross. You suck. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, reselling is one thing. We've done reselling. Yeah, but like well, we, I, I would never, ever ever do that gross. that's gross that's so gross but also if you're buying that you kind of deserve it <laughs> so yeah buy at your own risk it's not that serious guys anyway um so there's a lot of stuff coming out for the disneyland park 65th anniversary yeah um this is going to be a little bit tricky because it's all going to be online so we're all going to have the same exact issues we've been having the entire quarantine perhaps 
Perhaps not, because it's not going to be through Shop Disney. They actually have their own. Um, there's a, there's another page. Uh, we're going to link it for you so you know where it's at. Um, or we won't. So we have a better chance of getting stuff. Well, no, uh, we uh, uh, um, but on uh, July 14th, which is in just a few days, on Tuesday, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. There's a website. We'll send it to you. Um, it's going to be through this site and it's events with Disney.com. It's not shop Disney. So I don't know if the it's going to link to a shop Disney page or what. Hmm. Maybe they made some improvements on another e-commerce site. Because, folks, if you've ever tried to buy anything that's a special release or new release on Shop Disney these days, it's It's a nightmare. Um, Don't have your heart set on anything. No, they have a lot of security issues with bots and stuff like that. So, um, Oh, no, I want most of it. Don't get your hopes up, but um, (laughs) they do have a lot of really cool items for the 65th. Um, They've got a a day of limited edition pin. It's an LE 3000. For $17.99, you can buy two of these. Um, and again, this is all of- first come, first serve. Uh, there's another anniversary logo pin. Not, uh, It's a limited release, which, you know, there's no limit number on there. Um, mm-hmm. It's $15.99. You can get 10 of those, which why, why are they letting people buy so many of them? Because. They're never going to learn. Uh, they have this really cool um, marquee jumbo pin. It's that. like, it's the Disneyland sign marquee. Um, it's an LE 1000 and it's, but it's only 60 bucks and it looks really cool. And it's, um, two and a half inches high and, uh, six inches wide. It's pretty big. Yeah. Um, and it's got Mickey, Minnie, uh, Goofy, Donald, Daisy, Chippendale and Pluto. So the fab five plus, Mm -hmm. uh, you can get two of those. Uh, this one, I think I have my eye on. I might try to get this. Uh, it's actually the Disneyland Park map, uh, a jumbo pin. And this one is limited 1500 It's $109.99. It's enormous. And you can get two. It's Yeah, it's five, five and a half inches by seven inches. It's that's, big. That's but it's big. the map, and it's so cool looking. I love it. I I, I haven't uh, bought pins in quite some time and this one's making me itch a little bit. Yeah. Um, which uh, we still need to have a conversation about pin trading. We need to get our friend on. Yeah. Uh, and actually one of our friends on Instagram just said, Hey, can we get some info on pin trading? So it's time. Let's, yeah. let's get it done soon. Um, back to the items here. So there's a commemorative limited edition coin. It's got Mickey on one side, the castle on the other uh, happiest place on earth and 65th anniversary on it. This one is a limited edition of 1955 and cute. it's $150. You can only get one of these, one per customer. It's cute. And then they've got know. like a Mickey Mouse plush. They've got a new ear hat with Mickey Mouse in front of the castle. The, um, very retro 80s style. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's 80s. Yeah. 80s style. Um, they've got a jeweled headband. I want the headband. It's really cute. They've got a puzzle, a lounge fly mini backpack. They've got a t-shirt a hoodie, a camp shirt. Um, and then there's a spirit Jersey. And this one, I think this was, I think I already saw people picking this one up. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's what I saw in that video, which I'll okay. talk about later. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they've got the spirit Jersey and those are 70 bucks. Like usual. They've got a lot of stuff. Plus on top of that, they're going to do a, an annual pass holder collection. So there's pins, some shirts, um, uh, Disney parks, wishables plush of the abominable S- snowman from Matterhorn. Um, and then on top of that shop, Disney is going to be doing, 
Um, oh, before I talk about Shop Disney, they're actually offering discounts on that site for cast members, Disneyland annual pass holders, uh, Disney Vacation Club members, Club 33 members. And then they also have the, the Disney Visa card discount, uh, hmm. but that's with a $50 minimum purchase. So you have to upload a picture of your annual pass. Okay. It's weird. I, I've, they've, I've never heard of them doing this before. Uh-oh. So if you're going to buy some merchandise with this, make sure you get uh, your your pass scanned into your computer. Take pictures, send it to yourself, whatever. Just make sure you have pictures of your um, front and back of your card. Yeah. And again, that's cast member, AP, DVC, Club 33. Okay. Um, and then... Along with the 65th anniversary stuff, they're going to be doing a commemorative lithograph set uh, on July 17th at 7 a.m. on Shop Disney. So they must be trying to do something with with security. Something yeah. maybe maybe they're doing something new. I don't I don't know. I don't know why everything else is on this other site and this is on Shop Disney. Maybe it'll go to Shop Disney. I have no idea. Yeah, but they've been having a lot of problems. So they've I, been I having be so many issues, and there's so many like heartbroken people that I've talked to that. They just wanted something as simple as like a T-shirt or yeah. a single pin. Yeah. And and, and we're kind of those it. people because we don't I mean, we go a lot and we mm-hmm. do buy merchandise from time to time, but we're not huge merchandise people. We don't buy every single thing they have. But there's been so many things that have come out over the past like four or five months that it's like, I want to I just want a chance. Yeah, I so the last big release uh, on May the 4th, all I wanted was the Ahsoka I just wanted ears. the Ahsoka ears. That's yeah. all I wanted. And couldn't get that so i was like okay i'll get one of the starbucks mugs since i can't get the ears couldn't get that (laughs) i couldn't get anything that day and i've been hearing a lot of problems um even besides the whole bot thing and people Mm -hmm. buying up everything like in moments um i've been seeing a lot of pictures of people getting like the mugs i've Mm -hmm. seen like four or five pictures of people getting the mugs and they're broken when they get them in the (sighs) mail so they gotta they gotta fix this stuff because they're they're not making many fans with these these merchandise issues i hate that i know Figure it out, Disney. We <laughs> believe in you. Anyway, um, one more thing came out, which, why am I talking about all the merchandise? You're usually the one that runs this show. You got real excited, and I, I just let you keep I'm going. Sorry. <laughs> one more exciting thing, though. They're going to do a, uh, and I believe this is the Disney Rides collection for yes. Funko Pops. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a Jungle Cruise boat with a skipper on it. It's so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. That comes out on July 11th. So really stoked on Slurpee that. day. Slurpee day. That's right. <laughs> oh no. Slurpee day. What was that noise? That means there's gonna be a bunch of people all up in a 7-Eleven. I hope they don't do it. Ugh. I think they will. Goodness. Anyway, has nothing to do with our show. <laughs> uh, that's it for merchandise for this week. Uh, we'll be right back with Hidden Makers with a Kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello! Okay, welcome back, and we've got another installation of Hidden Mickeys with a Kid. We've got Kenzie. Hi! Hey, Kenzie. Hi. How you doing? Good. How, How are you? Holding you? I'm good. How are you holding up? Good. How's, uh, how's your summer going? Good. Yeah. good. Lots of Animal Crossing. A lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> all we do these days um but uh i hear you have a challenge this week yes okay what's your challenge okay so this one is in pocahontas right because earlier we had mentioned that pocahontas had a crazy amount of uh 
attention in the nineties, uh, with yes. their soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. so we thought that'd be fitting. So, okay. So in Pocahontas, when she's singing just around the river bend uh-huh. and in the beginning of the song, yeah, towards the beginning. Yeah. yeah. There are two otters that are splashing around the canoe mm-hmm. and they kind of like swim away from the canoe. Right. And when they dive into the river, mm-hmm. there are some ripples okay. that form a hidden Mickey. Okay. So it's kind of big. Right. Yeah. But let me just tell you, this one is hard to find. It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you just got to keep your finger on the pause button. <laughs> yeah. You've got to really be looking for it. So yes. uh, yeah, man, your uh, play pause button. Yes. Because it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. This is a good challenge. I, I appreciate that one. Um, all right. Well, so just to recap, yes. Pocahontas. Yes. She starts singing just around the river bend. Yes. She's partying with Miko and Flit. Yes. They're singing. They're having fun. In their canoe. In their canoe. <laughs> then there's two otters. Yes. They swim away. Yep. Dive into the water. Yes. And then there's some ripples that form a hidden Mickey. Yeah. Sounds easy. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's a good one. We all love yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Gonna give you guys a challenge. A challenge. A challenge. <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you so much for that one. You're welcome. Say bye to everyone. Goodbye. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. Well, go to bed. Okay. <laughs> Up next, food. What are you missing this week? I am missing the chicken nachos over in Hollywood Land. Man, those were good. (laughs) They were delicious. What a little hidden gem back there. I know. That was so good. You know what I miss? A healthy U.S. Oh, okay. That's our show, everyone. Oh, gosh, guys, can you please, can you please just wear a mask? You know, we've reset ourselves all this time. We've been at home quarantining. Everything's been closed. It's all moot. Yes. It's like a cow's opinion. Like a cow's opinion. It's a moot point. (sighs) Guys. Wait, but what do you miss? Come on. I miss food at Disneyland. (laughs) All of it. Uh, Specifically. Those big old mozzarella sticks from Golden Horseshoe. Oh, yeah, those are. Really oh, good. they're so good. I love mozzarella sticks, but those mm. are the giantest and the deliciousest. I've recently gotten into the the chili mac that they have at the Golden Horseshoe, the fried oh, mac yeah. and cheese with the. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a gem. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And we've been well. Okay, I shouldn't say we. I've been making a lot of cookie num nums, which. We Listen, haven't really been eating them that often. Ha, well, I, I've, I've only had maybe two of them. See, out of you're the, like a like, pusher. I am. You're a pusher. Yeah. I just make them and everybody else You don't eat them eats yourself. Them. Yeah. yeah. I eat like one and a half, if that. Meanwhile, 10 pounds later. <laughs> Karin and Patrick are very big fans of them. Yes, they are. Patrick texts me as if it's like a drug deal going on every now and then. Like, hey. When you gonna uh, when you gonna re up? <laughs> I know he's always asking for them. We have a group chat with them daily. The executive producers. And they bring it up all the time. <laughs> so so how, uh, how's the cookies? <laughs> any cookie num nums? They're really good. They're like um, she makes them in these uh, cupcake. Let's do a video. Okay. She makes them in these cupcake tins. Um, very easy to make, but mm-hmm. they're huge. They're like cupcakes, but cookies. Yeah. Oh, there's. We have so a couple good. downstairs. Yeah, we put ourselves on a diet because. <sighs> Quarantine has not been so kind on my body. No. 
Um, so we're trying to eat a little bit healthier because it's 90% diet. Um, but I want one more before we go full force. I have 500 calories left to have for the day because I, yeah, but those cookies are like 10,000 calories. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's the food we miss. Um, looking forward to getting back to the park when it's safe. Eventually. We'll talk about it later. Maybe in 2021. Yeah. But up next, we've got events and entertainment. So Bob Weiss is the president of Walt Disney Imagineering, and he recently shared, we have always been inspired by the incredible passion of our Disney park fans. Seeing your creativity and shared love for the experiences Imagineers create has really lifted our spirits. Um, so they put together these pretty cool little projects that you can do at home. Um, really good for the kids. So they did two parts of this. It's actually um, the Disney Paper Parks designed by Walt Disney Imagineering. And the first part is Main Street USA. So it gives you kind of some some building facades that you can make out of paper. It's all you just print it out at home. I think you need scissors and glue and you fold on the dotted line and you've got Main Street. It's really cute, um, really fun uh, illustration on there. I, I really like it. But then they did a part two, which is the Magic Happens Parade. Magic yeah. Happens. So they've got some floats that you can put on the Main Street. Uh, you can put on Main Street and do your own little Magic Happens Parade. I love that. Yeah, it's really fun. They've actually got the Mickey hat and Moana the cocoa float frozen uh the princesses floats uh they've got it all it's the entire parade that you can fold out of paper and put on main street so i would want to get some um like cardstock paper so that i could make it more durable yeah just regular paper yeah that'd be cool um you know hey disney parks merchandise you should put together a uh main street buildings collection like they do with Christmas um, scenes. Like the Christmas towns, I would cry. Yeah, and then have a Magic Happens Parade Floats collection. <gasps> Guys, do it. Can we, is there a way to like trademark that idea so they have to pay us for um Let's license it. it. Okay. We will be Magic on Main Street Artistry. Artistry. <laughs> we'll work on the name, but. Coming. Coming soon. To you. <laughs> coming, coming to you. <laughs> That would be so cool, though, to have the little buildings and have the floats going down. Oh, that'd be so yeah, cool. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Anywho, uh, also, uh, we've been doing this whole What to Watch on Disney+, Plus, and it's no surprise that we're going to say this one. Dude, Hamilton's so good. That's all you ever need to watch ever again in your whole uh, life. So, okay, so we- And Wicked Tuna. And Wicked Tuna. I watch Wicked Tuna every day, <laughs> all day. And then they put on Wicked Tuna- Outer, uh, Banks. Outer Banks, which now we're catching up on that. That's 16 seasons, I believe, of, of uh, tuna fishing. That's a lot of tuna. Tuna fishery? Tuna. Tuna fishing. fishing. Did I, what did I say? Fisher fishery? Fishering? No, not fishering. Uh, so yeah, Hamilton. We are not, uh, we were not fans of Hamilton because we had never seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, we, never, we didn't get to see it live. We, we purposefully did not listen to any of the music. No, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know out of context. No, I wanted to see see and hear at the same time. I didn't mm. want to see the, I didn't want to hear the, the songs. out. Of so context. we really went into it super blind. We did 100%. Cause blind. I never read up about it. I, I just knew, I knew it was Alexander was Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton and, and uh, Aaron Burr. That's all I knew. I didn't even it. know about Aaron Burr. I just knew like, you didn't know about Aaron Burr. No, I don't. I'm not a history person. 
I th- okay, so back in the nineties, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there was a commercial. Uh, I think it was a Got Milk commercial in 1993. There was a Got Milk commercial, and um, it was directed by uh, Michael Bay. Wait, the Michael Bay? I am confusion. The Michael Bay. What? Okay. okay. So uh, the the commercial was a um, it was a radio show mm-hmm. that was doing a like online call in or uh, uh, on the air call in contest. Okay. And the question was, who shot Alexander Hamilton? And this guy is eating a cookie, I believe. Oh, he's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And he, so the guy is a, like a history buff. His whole place is like covered in um, history stuff in Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr. He's got like a, a portrait of Hamilton on his wall. He's down in this peanut butter jelly sandwich. And the guy on the radio goes, who shot Alexander Hamilton? So he looks around his whole place and he's got like a, one of his coats that he wore, a whole bunch of books, his portrait on the wall. He knows everything about this story. I have seen this commercial. And he calls into the show and he's like, Ooh. I know exactly who this is. And he says, oh, um, boom. <laughs> oh, um, boom. Oh, and he's out of milk. And so he's like, so yeah, so this got milk. Anyway, that's what I knew about Aaron Burr. And then I found out that um, the dueling pictures in Haunted Mansion, Aaron Burr and Hamilton. Um, so it might not be specifically Aaron Burr and Hamilton, but, uh, nine out of 10 people, when you say gentlemen's duel, they think of this famous Burr Hamilton duel. So while it doesn't specifically say it, it's them. Another tie to, uh, Burr and Hamilton that I had seen was, uh, on drunk history the wonderful YouTube uh, <laughs> sensation. They actually put a show on comedy central, um, which I didn't realize at the time they did an episode on Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr and Lin-Manuel Miranda was the host of the show or the, the drunkie of the show, the episode, <laughs> the drunk talker. Yeah. So pretty fun, but yeah, we do very little about the show besides these little things. Um, so nothing about Hamilton, the play just, you know, Hamilton and Burr, man, were we just sideswiped with that show? There was so, it was so good. I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I did. And I, I love either. it a thousand times more than I ever thought I could. Well, and, and we're not just, you know, blindly fangirling here either. We watched yeah. it the first time. And of course, anytime you see something for the first time, you're either going to love it or hate it. There's, mm-hmm. you know, very few times you're like in the middle. Yeah. We watched it a second time with Kenzie and loved it just as much. Um, I have to say, I am in love with the soundtrack. Ugh, he he so wrote good. 42 songs. It's so good. And what did you say yesterday? It was. It's, it, so the show runtime is like two hours and 39 minutes. The soundtrack runs two hours and 22 minutes, which means there's like 15 minutes of just regular dialogue in the entire show. That's nuts. So 42 songs. Um, I loved it. All of them, I think. Yeah. Um, there were definitely my I... favorites. Um, I love the 
the the battles. Um, and then I also loved the King. Oh my god, his songs were King just George is hilarious, phenomenal and hilarious. So Jonathan Groff, who you may recognize him as, who who is it? Sven. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Kristoff uh, from Frozen. He he played Kristoff in Frozen and. Sven, um, he plays King George and he is just, man, has that guy got some pipes on him? He really does. The song he did in Frozen 2 mm-hmm. is my favorite all-time song in, I wouldn't say all Disney movies, but definitely top five. Mm-hmm. So that same kind of style, kind of ballady mm-hmm. in, you know, dressed as King George in a just pompous English accent. Uh You'll be back. Yeah, like just so, just so pompous and arrogant. Um, he played that character just so well. Uh, the rest of the songs were phenomenal. A lot of great. Um, and I've seen some criticism about these, the like the rap songs, because it's like rap, hip hop, jazz, mm-hmm. um, very eclectic stylings of music for a Broadway musical about, you know, American the founding history. fathers. Um but the rap battles were great. The hip hop notes were awesome. You know, they they kind of, I don't know. Lin-Manuel Miranda did a great job. He is a musical genius. Now, I was not a huge fan. Okay. And I'm still, I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of him because I'd be lying. I didn't particularly like him in uh, Mary Poppins Returns. I forgot that it was him that was in Mary Poppins Returns. Which, I mean, I guess I had a, an appreciation for him. I think I was more not annoyed. What's the word? I I don't think that they needed that movie. Yeah. It wasn't necessary. I don't think it took away from the original movie, but it just, it wasn't necessary for me. Yeah. Um, And he played Bert. Um, You know, I, I don't know. He, it was fine. I, I wasn't, a, but I didn't walk out and then go, oh, wow, I'm a big Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. Mm-hmm. Um, The things that I know that he's done, I think he does well. I think he writes amazing music. He's a very talented human. As an actor, he didn't really do it for me. But as Hamilton, I thought he was great. I've heard so people good. say that there are better versions of him, mm-hmm. which it makes me happy to know that there are even better versions because I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. I guess just stop hating, guys. For real, though. Yeah. But I'm so happy for all of you people who have never seen Hamilton before who were huge fans already. <laughs> because now you can be real fans. Mm-hmm. <gasps> was that shade? A little bit. It was a little bit shade. A little shady. I poke fun. Um, but no, Hamilton, so great. Um, we can talk about it more maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, for now, it's so new. Maybe we'll give you a chance to watch it first. Um, or twice. Or, or twice or 17, 17 times. times. <laughs> um, it's it's a fantastic movie. You know, th- they kind of romanticize the Founding Fathers. George Washington. Which, duh. Kind of a it's scumbag. It's a musical. <laughs> um, but it's a musical. And uh, they they didn't. I mean, you kind of walk out almost not liking Alexander Ham- Alexander Hamilton. Nah, he's a really big jerk. They, I mean, every, <laughs> our, let, let's be honest. Can we be on? Listen, can we can we be honest for a second? A little bit. Here's the thing. Our founding fathers were all kind of scummy. Mm-hmm. You know, they all most of them owned slaves. George Washington took the, took their teeth. Like, I mean, gross. Come on. Yeah. Um, I, that's one of the the lines I like in Hamilton, though, is how Hamilton calls them out like, mm, 
let's be real. You guys aren't the ones doing the work down in the South. We yeah. know who is and we know you're not paying them. Yeah. And, um, and Thomas Jefferson's just there's, like, there's a, yeah, there is a line, uh, where Alexander Hamilton, because we didn't know this either. You, you learn a good amount about history. Mm -hmm. Don't use Hamilton as your source of history, please. No, but use it to help you get into history. Right. Um, but there's a, there's a line in there. Uh, Alexander Hamilton was actually an immigrant from the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Um, St. Kitts, St. Kitts. Um, and, uh, one of the other characters is Lafayette and he was a famous French, um, soldier who worked with our side to, to, you know, defeat the British. Uh, so there's one line in one of the songs that says immigrants, we get the job done. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, that was <laughs> such a cool line. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun show and they take some digs at like the, the, you know, founding fathers and kind of how they operated, but um, wonderful. I think it was a wonderful script, wonderful songs. The talent in the show was great. The set was so simple, but so pat like impactful. Oh, so good. Um, so please go watch it. If you haven't, don't, don't worry. You don't have to feel like you're on the bandwagon. If you don't like it, you don't like it, but at least give it a try. I didn't think I was going to like it that much. I thought I was going to be meh about it. I love it. Cause while I do love musicals, I don't just love musicals. They have to capture, capture my attention. And this one really did. Mm -hmm. So I challenge you go watch this and maybe we'll talk about it more next week. Who knows? We're going to take a step away for just a moment, but when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, reopening Disney parks part two. We'll be right back. Okay. We're back and we've got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. You all listen to this show because it's about Disneyland, right? Yeah. Well, it hasn't been for the past four months. No. Um, I mean, it has, but we haven't been able to go, obviously, because the parks have been closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, which is a real thing. It's real, guys. Uh, if you do, if you did not know, um, if, if you it is real. If, if you don't think it's real, you can go ahead and unsubscribe because I don't really want you listening. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Wear a mask. Um, so... Uh, a lot has happened over the past uh, two days now uh, while you're listening to this. Um, so Walt Disney World opened with a cast member preview and then also an annual pass holder preview. We're going to have possibly <laughs> some unpopular opinions here because I will tell you, you don't want to get frustrated. You should probably just turn the episode off. Now. No, you should listen <laughs> because there's some information about how they're reopening, but you should know. I mean, we've always told you we love Disney. We mm -hmm. love Disneyland and we try to keep this show as positive as possible. But right now we got to be kind of real. They being mad, stupid there. People are being <laughs> stupid. Like, okay. So I had a big problem. I shared a picture on my Instagram and people were like, Oh, you know, they're defending it. And oh, it's, you know, it was a freak occurrence. So they did the cast member preview and cast members do better. Please just do better. You have, you have a lot of people's safety in your hands. Just mm -hmm. do better during the preview. I guess there was some, the people are saying it was a freak rainstorm, which it's Florida. There's no freak you know weather there. Everything rain. is weather there. Um, so I guess people left the queue for the mine train. And then when things cleared up, they went and got back in line there's a picture that I posted and there's like people just on top of each other. And it's like, you can defend it all you want, but when it comes down to it, these are cast members. If anybody needs to know better, it's them. Mm -hmm. 
you know, quit getting caught up in the moment of the reopening. There's, there's work to be done. You know, Disney, while I do not at all, not even a little bit condone them reopening, they're doing it. Yeah. I don't like that they're doing it. I wish they had not. I wish they had listened to the fans. I wish that they had listened to the cast members. They did not say what you will. It's probably a money thing. I mean, they're a business, Mm -hmm. but I mean, if we can't trust the cast members to police the people, nobody's going to do it themselves. It'll turn into fights. It'll turn into nonsense in the park. It's going to be chaos. I know that it's hard and it sucks and you're going to be faced with all these morons who just want to get in your face and yell at you because they have a mask on and they don't like it or they're uncomfortable or whatever. Just be your best self right now. Like that's everybody needs your help right now. And and I know you get paid garbage and I know you don't, you know, think that you have what everything that you need, but while you're there, just do the best that you can, please. Because there's a lot of safety on the line right now. And, you know, you look at the next day with the AP event, it didn't look like it was too bad. And, and granted, I saw so many pictures of the park, uh, Walt Disney World, where there was nobody around each other, clear and open, no big deals. But when the leadership of Disney Parks came out and said, safety of our guests and cast members is our number one priority. It's paramount. It's everything. They need to uphold their promise. Yeah. And you're part of that promise. So please just make sure everybody's being safe. Keep people away from each other. You're going to deal with the most ignorant nonsense over the next few months. And I feel for you. And I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> but it comes with the territory. You mm-hmm. know you know where you work. You, you know, work in customer service. You know. You work in customer service at the most visible company in the world, basically. Yeah. Um, so just be prepared for it. You know, breathe, turn away, but please just keep people off top off, off of the top of each other. Um, now that brings me to my next rant, which was downtown Disney. Ugh. Downtown Disney opened uh, today. And let's just say it wasn't the best experience from what it looked like. People were acting a fool. Yeah. So they opened up the retail shops and restaurants at downtown Disney. I'll give a list in just a little bit here. But, you know, we saw videos of the Esplanade. People were lined up making circles around the Esplanade. Um, Definitely not social distancing. Um, Way too many people to be at a retail shop. I mean, it's a retail shop. It's all going to be there. Which goes back to our (laughs) eBay retailers. Guys, don't be gross, man. Quit being gross. Is money that important to you? Probably. Quit being gross. Anyway, there's some videos I saw of inside World of Disney. There are a few reasons that I don't want to go back to Disneyland for a while. One, I don't want to risk people. I don't want to risk anybody else's health. Mm -hmm. In case I have it and I don't have symptoms, I don't want to risk anybody else's health. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody risking mine and my family's health. If you have it, I don't want to be around you, even Mm -hmm. if we have masks on. But I think most importantly for me, if I were in the situation that I saw in the video, I shared it to my story recently. um, There were people literally touching each other, literally climbing around each other, trying to get merchandise out of World of Disney. 
I don't need a spirit jersey that bad. I don't need a spirit jersey that bad. And that will end badly for whoever touches me. I don't want my friends to touch me right now. I don't want anybody touching me right now. I, I just, it's not, it's not okay the way that you were acting in those stores. If that was you, shame on you. To the cast Ooh, members. You just got dad shame. I know. To the cast members, please, again, just do better. Keep your eyes out. Keep people away from each other. I know it's hard. I know. And this I, is the time I for know you there's shine. a lot of, I don't, I don't know if Disney is, is lumped in with this, but I know there are a lot of companies that are like saying that they have these rules, but then they're also telling their employees that they can't enforce them. Just try. Do your best. So I hope that this was a good trial run for all of you, Disney leadership. Um, I hope that you saw the flaws in your processes because Disneyland has actually, I'm sorry, Disney, Disney, um, Disney parks has come up with these health and safety measures. They outlined all of these, these things for how they're going to take care of people. And I say, ha, <laughs> not, it didn't happen. Your protocols, your guidelines, you were not practicing them. So I hope they go back and they use this as a training opportunity for all of their cast members to say, Hey, this won't be allowed. Mm-hmm. If it's a security thing, put your security guards in there. Yeah. Increase your security. Cause I, I mean, I honestly do not expect a typical retail cast member at Disneyland to go and like separate people, mm-hmm. but that's what Disneyland security is there for. I saw this thing posted on social media the other day that somebody had come up with a suggestion with like, bouncers being out of work right now because bars are closed yes have them go police retail that's what they do for a living yeah like that's (laughs) they know how to talk to people and tell them like hey you can't do that and if you're gonna do that you gotta leave yeah that'd be such a great opportunity for these bouncers that are out of work because all of the bars across california are closed like it'd be it'd be smart yeah and they need they need to limit the amount of people in there yeah so when we went to the zoo they limited the amount of people that were allowed in the store and they even limited the amount of people that were allowed in certain sections of the store. Yeah, they should they should have these these the, the stores big enough and laid out well enough that they could zone these places out. Oh yeah, you can kind of you can tell like where each section of World of Disney starts. So just put a rope up. Yeah. Have a cast member manning there. Do a clicker or a an one iPad in, one or out. something to keep track of how many people are in each section. Mm-hmm. It's it's <laughs> I want to, I feel bad saying it's not that hard. I'm not there. I'm not the one doing it. I'm not the one that's having to figure all of this out. But from an outside observer, it doesn't seem that hard. It doesn't seem that hard. And we're not as hard on everybody as some people are. Like yeah. some people are like crying for petitions and blah, you know, all that. We just want people to be safe. That's mm-hmm. it. So sorry if this is a harsh truth for you, but we just want people to be safe. This, we, we have reversed everything that we've worked for over the past four months we want to leave our house too. I want to go on a vacation, you guys. We missed two of our vacations because of this, and there's yes. no sign of life for the future. So and uh, now we can't do anything for our anniversary or for our birthdays. Man, this just turned into a pity party. I'm having one just for a second. Okay. Give her a second, everybody. Okay, I'm fine. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about kind of their health and safety measures. Again, I say, ha, but. Hopefully they, again, use this as a training opportunity and they just do better. So uh, the first thing on their health and safety measures plan was health and wellness. Uh, And they're saying that um, at Disney, our approach emphasizes a combination of measures to help reduce risk in the carefully managed environment of our parks and resorts. 
not so true. Um, limited and carefully managed attendance. Uh, reduced capacity and physical distancing. We didn't see that in most situations. Now, it was day one. Again, but again, I did see videos of Walt Disney World where it was being practiced very well. It was that one picture that I saw, but my whole point was you can't let this happen even once. Mm-hmm. You have to, you just have to be better at it. So uh, the, I did see that for the most part, they had a carefully managed attendance like they had said. Um, which that's going to be requiring people to make advanced ticket purchases and reservations. I haven't heard anything about Disneyland. We haven't heard anything about Disneyland. They're still kind of on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Walt Disney World, they have a reservation system. It'll probably be the similar thing here. Um, again, reduced capacity and physical distancing. Uh, they're doing temperature checks, which is quick temperature checks at all entry points of the theme parks. Um, they're requiring both cast members and guests ages two and older to wear face covering. Um, unless you're swimming or when you're eating or drinking and they're enforcing that across parks and resorts. So I did see on Twitter um, people were complaining because a, there was a tweet that a cast member said to a guest, you have to have your mask on. He said, but I'm eating. And she said back to him, well, you're not in a designated area. Apparently they have designated eating areas. Oh, uh, if you're walking around and maybe you want to sip on your drink, I'm sure that's okay. But they don't want people walking around with a drink with a bottle of water in their hand with no mask on. Because, you know, we all know people are going to stretch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm drinking. No, you're not. You just have a drink in your hand. Stop trying to get around the rules. Mm-hmm. So if there's designated areas, go to them. Um, so, yeah, wear a mask. And I will say this. Uh, I don't know their exact policy, but I can imagine it is this. There are these people walking around with fake medical cards saying that they can't wear a mask because of health concerns. Now, I just happen to know somebody with the worst asthma I've ever seen in my life, and she can wear a mask for 10 hours a day while working, Mm -hmm. and she has no problems. She checks her saturation levels constantly. If you do have some strange thing that most people have never heard of, you can't go to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can't. Uh, you're not going to walk up and say, I have a health condition. And they'll go, oh, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Because if they do it for you, they have to do it for everybody. Forgot. Um, I have a preference to not wear a mask. I don't want to wear one, but I have to. Mm-hmm. You have to but wear I will. one. Uh, so if you think that you have a condition that won't allow you to wear a mask for an extended amount of time, don't go to Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, hand washing and hand sanitizer stations. So when we were at the zoo, they had these little portable hand washing stations, kind of the plastic ones where you use your foot to pump the water out. And uh, they had those at Walt Disney world. I saw those in pictures. So I'm glad that they have that. And then hand sanitizing stations, um, lots of them around the parks and resorts. And then the first, first aid locations, that's something they've always had. They have a staff of experienced nurses um, that help with any medical emergency, but they've updated the protocols for responding to symptoms of illness. Number two on their list is cleaning and disinfecting. Now, again, we talked about last time that we went to the zoo and I think half their staff was cleaning handrails and tables and Mm -hmm. anything that people were touching. So Disney's saying that they've updated their high standards of cleanliness, which they do. Disneyland does have high standards for cleanliness. That was Mm -hmm. something that Walt always wanted. And so they've always done a really good job. They've increased that capacity and uh, they're going to be putting a special emphasis on areas such as attraction queues um, attractions, dining, lobbies, any transportation area and common spaces to make sure that they're always clean, disinfected as much as they can. Um, they're increasing the frequency of cleaning. 
um, for frequently touched areas and high traffic areas. I wonder if um, they'll do what um, the zoo did because the zoo had like stickers on things that they deemed like high, high touch, touch areas. areas. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then uh, so following park close every day, they're going to receive an enhanced cleaning before guests arrive the next day. So there's all kinds of sprays they can use where they can clean everything all at once. Um some electrostatic something or other. There's all kinds of crazy sprays. They did it at the casino up the road from us. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of things they can do. Um, and then they also have new procedures for resort stays. Uh, currently, this is obviously um, Walt Disney World. But in addition to increasing cleaning in areas such as elevators and escalators, handrails, tables, handles, and restrooms, they've updated their procedures for guest rooms um, at any owned and operated Walt Disney World hotels. Obviously, they can't police the hotels around the resorts. Mm-hmm. Um, so before arrival, every room is going to be given an enhanced cleaning and a light cleaning service, which is, um, you know, removal of trash, replenishment of towels and amenities. Um, and that's going to be every other day during this day. So not every single day, just to kind of limit the amount of contact. Up next is technology solutions. So. Disney has really done a good job, apparently, of tapping into their innovation team to help promote health and safety for guests and cast members. They've got the apps like um, My Disney Experience at Walt Disney World and then the Disneyland app. Um, So within those apps, they've put in sanitizer locations on the map, um, digital menus, and then to limit contact, you can always mobile order. They're going to do cashless payments. Um, and then you can also at Walt Disney World use your magic band and online check in at different locations. Um, so just trying to minimize contact and maintain the physical distancing. So hopefully that works out as well. Fourth on the, their list is cast member training and workplace safety. So they're they're starting their their safety with their cast, which, again, there was a situation and it could have been better, but I'm sure they're you know, learning from it and moving forward. Uh, they've adopted a, f- a number of new policies and practices for cast members. Uh, they're doing training where cast members are going to receive additional training on both new measures and the continued importance of personal health and hygiene, such as hand washing and staying home when ill. And for some, it includes training on how to help everyone who visits follow new health and safety measures, including wearing a face covering and maintaining physical distancing. I'm assuming they're giving some cast members training on how to say, hey, put your mask on. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Because I see that's the big problem in California, at least for us. You know, we see everybody has the sign on their door, must have a face covering. Somebody walks in without one on. Nobody's going to say anything. Everybody's seen the the YouTube videos. People are really nasty right now. Mm -hmm. Seeing people getting spit on and stuff. Nobody wants that. So I'm sure they have certain cast members that are designated to have those conversations with cast members. I doubt they want, or I'm sorry, with guests. I doubt they want every cast member saying, hey, put your mask on because I might not come off the right way in every situation. Mm-hmm. They've increased the frequency of cleaning in work areas um, and they've adjusted work practices to promote physical distancing and they have new protocols for temperature checks and face coverings for cast members and they're doing health screenings. Um, now, this is a self-screen. Uh, for cast members, they're going to do their temperature and, you know, make sure they don't have any symptoms before each shift. And if they are not feeling well, they're to stay home. This is going to be a little bit. Well, yeah, know, because then they're going to get in trouble. Uh, well, they, I don't, they're not going to get in trouble. I don't think, but they're not going to get paid. Yeah. So here's, here's a problem that I see. Now, if you go, if you go to work 
and they and you say, oh, I'm not feeling well, and they send you home, you still get paid for whatever time you were there. Yeah. If you it's a minimum of two out, hours in California, right? I think so. Two or four. I'm not sure. You get paid something. Yeah. Um, now, if you call out, that's unpaid time. Mm-hmm. So I have a really gross feeling that some cast members who can't manage to not go to work yeah are going to go to work so that they can get their time in Mm -hmm. and um you know that's going to potentially put people at risk it it's it's awful it's awful and i hate that people would ever have to think oh i have to go to work even though i don't feel well it's not the best situation in our country for those those folks, I hate it. I hate it so much. But please just do your best. If you're, if you're not feeling well, don't go to work. Please. Yeah. And that's everybody. Anybody listening to this. Okay. Where if you, you don't work. feel good, don't go to work. Unless you're working from home, do not work while you're sick. Um, and PSA. then yeah, <laughs> PSA. I know I'm, I'm preachy today. I apologize, everybody. But, you know, this is a serious, serious topic. Sean's and only had me to talk to for like a couple of weeks. I so know. he's just he's got to get it all out. right. I now. apologize. And I'm not trying to be mean. I just, I want people to just be better right now. Um, But on that note, the last piece of their plan is working together. And so they're saying, because each of us shares a responsibility for the health of our community, we're making resources available to make guests aware of our new policies so they can do their part as well. Uh, Guest communication, they're proactively sharing information with guests about what to expect ahead of their visit to support their planning. Uh, They actually have a what to expect document on their website that you can click on. I'll, I'll put that in our notes. Um, so in, and, and then in person in the parks and resorts, they've added signage about personal health and hygiene measures, physical distancing, and more. Um, they're asking obviously people to follow their guidelines. A special group of cast members will also be present in the parks to explain new procedures, answer questions guests may have, and encourage everyone to follow those measures to promote the well-being of everybody. Uh, and then they, this was actually kind of cute. I saw some people talking trash on it and I'm like, come on. Uh, they did something called Together We Can Make Today Incredible. Oh, The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Yeah. People were like, why didn't they put masks on them? Oh, come on. You know, <laughs> come on. It, you, you know, you don't need a, a character in a cartoon to wear a mask to know you need to yeah. wear a mask. Um, it was cute, though. So back in June, they introduced the Together We Can Make Today Incredible campaign. It was a health and safety campaign that spotlights healthy behaviors featuring fan favorite characters from The Incredibles. Uh, and the campaign emphasized that everyone has an important role to play in health and safety while engaging guests in a uniquely Disney way. So it was cute. They, they had some really neat um, uh, graphics for it. It was it was, it was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their big plan. Uh, now, as far as downtown Disney goes, uh, they've got. What the hell? They've got something on their website where you can, where they're showing you kind of what to expect. So there's uh, six key things to expect when visiting the downtown Disney district. One parking at the Simba lot only and clearly defined entrances to the downtown Disney district are available. Follow the signs. They're doing temperature screenings prior to entry. So be prepared for it. If you say you can't have your temperature taken for some reason, don't go to Disney. (laughs) Bye. Uh, Face coverings are required for guests ages two and older. Now, I've seen some talk on this as well. Oh, my kid won't keep a mask on. Then stay home. You have to stay home <laughs> or start practicing now. Put a mask on your kid. Have them wear it around the house. Just get him used to wearing it because you have to have it on. Yeah. Um, it sounds like they're going to have some key people walking around telling you to put your mask on. So 
there's not going to be any excuses. Everyone, you know, don't, I hate using this term, but don't be a Karen. It's not going to work. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. All the Karens out there. <laughs> sorry, <I'm> Karen. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, um, and I mean, Karen by name, not Karen by action, <laughs> by the way. Uh, they're also increasing physical distancing measures, including physically distanced, distant cues and seating and physical barriers at selected locations. So I actually just saw somebody who was walking past the turnstiles at, at uh, DCA uh, today when they did the World of Disney opening. Um, and they have plexiglass, you know, where you would have an interaction with a cast member at the turnstiles. Um, <laughs> and... If you see these things, it's just stuff. Who cares? People, oh, what's that going to do? <laughs> Shut it, up. A lot more than nothing is what it's going to do. Just leave it, leave it alone. Um, so they have those up and then they're actually doing, uh, obviously temporary operations modifications, including reduced hours at select locations and the suspension of entertainment offerings and high touch interactive areas. Um, yeah, so don't expect the treehouse to be open whenever the the park's open. Because <laughs> yeah. the ew, ew. Gross. <laughs> or Toontown, Ugh, oh, all of Toontown. Toontown, keep it closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are also putting an increased focus, like we had said earlier, um, on cleaning and sanitation, including the addition of hand washing stations and hand sanitizers in key areas. And again, they're going to have that in the Disneyland and Walt Disney World apps, so you can see where the closest one is to you. Now, at Walt Disney World, um, a few shops and restaurants are open currently. Uh, so the Disney Dress Shop, Disney Home has opened, Sugar Boo and Company, Curl Surf, Sephora, The Lego Store, Rinse Bath and Body Company, Wonderground Gallery, and a few more. Um, but then on top of that, the restaurants, Naples uh, Restaurant and Bar, UV, UVA. Is it Uva or UVA? I've, I've never Uva. known. Uva. Uva. Uva Java. No, no. Um, Black Tap and Salt and Straw are going to be open as well. So I think I'm going to tell you what to do. It's your life. You're an adult. I am. Likely. Stay home. Get over stay it. Home. It's just <laughs> it's really not worth it. I mean, do you really want to deal with that right now? I don't. I've been just fine is the, the past is, few months. I can wait longer. But you have to ask yourself a question. Is the is the merchandise that important? Nope. That you're going to put yourself at risk, the people around you at risk, the people you live with at risk. I mean, is it really worth it? Go online and buy something Disney if you have an itch. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. No, it's not. It's not at all. So I don't know. Just I can s- send you guys home. lots of links of stuff to buy because I've been doing a lot of like filling my cart and then feeling guilty and just not pressing pay <laughs> so i can send you guys all kinds of stuff that you can go shopping on if you want to go shopping that bad yeah just i mean i'm and i'm sorry i'm trying so hard to not be preachy but it's just it's preach preach it's just not the time guys like mm-hmm. disney disney had to open because money Financials. i mean let's be honest but that doesn't mean you have to go Mm-mm. i saw two people on the news uh ktli five i think and it was like, I wanted to just reach through the screen and slap them because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we used to come every Thursday and we were so excited about the opening. It's not open. It's downtown Disney. Yeah. You can't quit. Everybody quit being fangirls so hard. We're 
We have a Disney podcast and we're not fangirling that hard. Don't fangirl so hard. It's mm-hmm. not that big. you're not going to die from not going to Disney. And the fact is you could die from going to Disney. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. People are dying. This is serious. You don't need, you don't need merch. The spirit jerseys can wait. They can wait. Everything can wait. But okay. I will now step down off of my pedestal. Your soapbox. My soapbox. <laughs> Um, we just, we love you all. We love our people. We love our Disney people. We're Disney people. We just want Disney to be responsible and we want you to be healthy. That's all. It's not because I have some personal agenda I'm trying to push other than me living. That's all. That's my personal agenda. So please let's keep living everyone. Yes, please. Um, my buddy angel, um, my buddy angel, we've known each other for the entire time I've been going to Disneyland since being back in California for seven years. Um, He actually is the founder of the Neverlanders social club. Um, He's the one that gave me inspiration to start the Wonderlanders social club. Um, uh, We were talking on Instagram and I had, I had made a statement because I saw something that was just kind of grossed me out. It was actually because of the, um, Oh, it was because of that video of those people uh, Mm -hmm. saying they had to go to the opening. Um, He works in retail and he, he sees these dumb dums all day long. And uh, so he's, you, you know, he was pretty vocal about it just being a retail thing. Quit going. You don't need to go to retail right now. Um, and I had said, I've lost all faith in humanity. And he was like, don't do that. He's like, you're here. I'm here. There's still good in the world. Um, we work for our girls. He's got two daughters. I've got Kenzie. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm being a downer. Um, I know people are kind of making me nauseous right now. It's not acceptable, but I get it. You're totally right. Um, but you know, what it comes down to is like, we all have our own legacy we've got to uphold. And mine is my kiddo. And, you know, I told him that's, that's why we do what we do. You know, we, we we're demanding better for the world that our kids are going to inherit. And I just, let's just all be better, please. Let's just, let's, and let's get to Disneyland full time without masks. Yeah. All you have to do is wear them right now. You don't want to wear a mask at Disneyland. Neither do I. So wear them now so that we can go full time without a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I said I was off the soapbox, but that was the last of it. I promise. Step back down. Anyway, Kaylin, what time is it? It's time for a quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. I did this one intentionally. Um, back in the day, Walt had said, there's nothing funnier than the human animal. We are weird creatures. Mm-hmm. And it is very apparent these days. Um, so, you know, just be 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 good. I, I just love, 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 love. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings us to the uh, the end of the show. Peace out, everyone. Well, not yet. We still have to do our outro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, again. uh, We it's been really hard to put this show together lately, as we've been saying. We're being whiny about it, but it's it's, I mean, we have a Disneyland podcast and Disneyland's closed. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of it's been tough. Um, And with all the craziness that happened over the past few days, days with these openings, it's like it's hard to be really positive right now. And, you know. We've been so lucky to be gainfully employed during all of this, um, but I mean, we're busier than ever. So putting these shows together has been really tricky. Um, we're trying to continue to give you content as much as we possibly can uh, to all of our subscribers. Thank you so much. 
We really appreciate it. To all of our Patreon subscribers, thank you for your patience with us while we kind of navigate this new world. And we thank you. Thank you so much. Very, very much. Um, But on that note, uh, if you have any comments or any questions, you want us to talk about something on the show, please let us know. You can email us at friends at magic on main street podcast.com. Also follow us on Instagram. You can find us at magic on main pod. Um, and then we had talked about our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we're working out the benefits again. So, you know, bear with us, but if you do want more information on that, it's just $2 a month at the, at the lowest end. Um, you can find out more information at patreon.com slash magic on main street. Again, to all of our current subscribers. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, it helps so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, uh, for those of you who are listening and have not subscribed yet, please go over, click that button. It's really easy and you'll get our podcast delivered to your, uh, inbox every time we, uh, post. And then also, if you wouldn't mind, thank you so much to everybody who's left us reviews. Um, it's, it's so meaningful to us. We love that you took the time to do that. For those of you that haven't, it takes just a few seconds. It doesn't take long at all. Uh, head over to your favorite platform. You know, our favorite is Apple. That's where we get the best visibility. Um, just leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. Um, only if it's five star, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we, we really appreciate the reviews. It really helps us to spread this, the word about the show. Um, you know, although we have been super busy and it's hard to put these together these days, uh, we are still very passionate about the show and we appreciate our audience so much. We could, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Um, and it's growing every single episode and, and we're so thankful. So thank you so much. Um, we, we truly appreciate you. But on that note, uh, we're going to say goodbye now. So on behalf of Tabitha, Kenzie, Daniel, Scar, and myself, thanks so much for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Goodbye. Magic on Main Street, just like a churro, you're so sweet. Our time with you is such a treat. Spread the Disney love. Thanks for hanging out with us.